I just had to remain confident in myself and not kind of think about how anyone else's interview went, Mm -hmm. kind of just how mine was. And the thing was, if I felt good about mine, then that's all that mattered. It doesn't matter if someone else's went so well or if it went so poorly. All I needed to focus on was how my interview went. You're listening to the Seton Hall Undergraduate Leaders Podcast, the only leadership podcast run by undergraduate students dedicated to helping undergraduate students lead in diverse fields. From people in diplomacy to entertainment, from CEOs to student leaders, we feature people from all walks of life. It's all part of the mission. Here at the Messina Leadership Institute, we make leaders better. Hello and welcome to the Seton Hall Undergraduate Leaders Podcast. My name is Peter Cologne. Today we have a very special guest here. She's a double major in marketing and IT in the five-year MBA program. She runs the Women in Leadership Initiative. She's a member of Blue Crew, a member of the Women's Club Soccer Team, and she's the most recent Busino Scholar. Brea Horta, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Of course, of course. And before we dive into anything, so I want to talk about one thing. About two, three weeks ago, I actually was at the club soccer game against St. Joe's. Okay. And you had an insane goal. (laughs) Like, an insane goal. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, as a team, we definitely just wanted to get one up on them. We were down at that time. So I just kind of took a shot once I saw the goal and thankfully went in. Maybe the win helped a little bit, but I'm just going to say that was all me. (laughs) But glad to get the first one in for our team. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, me and my housemate were sitting there and we watched you kick it. And we both were like, oh, that's not going in. Like, that's a bad shot. And it, it looked like it was coming so slow, like off your foot and then it just slipped right in we were going crazy yeah like (laughs) i was going crazy too that was my first goal of the season oh really nice to make it for the last game but congratulations thank you and uh stay on the topic of sports have you played sports your whole life yeah so i've actually played soccer my entire life which is why i wanted to do club soccer here i didn't do it my freshman year but i decided to go out for it my sophomore year and it was a really great decision on my part i loved it so how have you applied your leadership skills within soccer throughout your life? The big thing is just being a figure of a leader on the field. I know for soccer, it's super important just to talk throughout the field as well, just to give people direction. I think that's something I've carried throughout my entire life in sports. I was captain of my team in high school, and I just kind of took my leadership skills that I've been developing for years and used that in my sports as well. As captain in high school, what would you say you did to motivate your team? I think it was definitely more so leading by example. That's something I take pride in when it comes to leadership of myself, just knowing that if I'm going to do something, then other people will do it as well. And I shouldn't expect them to do something if it's not something I would do. Working under a captain, you definitely want them to show you how to do what they want you to do. Yeah. That benefits the team. So shifting gears, I do want to hear a little bit about the Women in Leadership Initiative. So how did you get involved with that? And how did you get to this point where you're now running it, basically? So last year when I was a freshman, Julia and Erin in the business leadership program, they were ones that told us like, oh, we should definitely get involved in this. And I like the goals of the program as well. So I decided to become a member. I got a mentor and everything. Allison Bloodworth, she worked for Medtronic. So it was really nice just working with her and getting tips and stuff about resumes and interviews as a freshman. And then coming into our sophomore year, Julia and Erin handed it over to me and Olivia DiFilippo. And we were kind of just thrown in there. But again, we liked the goals and everything of the program and we thought we could help it flourish a lot. So that's how I got started with it. Last week or before fall break, we had an event where we did yoga. We just kind of wanted to do like a fun little icebreaker for everyone, like all our members and all our professionals as well. And then we're also 
holding a networking event coming up in November, just something to get everyone going for the program. The big goals of the program is just to create like a community and a safe environment for all the women and business leadership. And also we're trying to expand it to institute wide. So we just want to have kind of like a safe space for all the women to come together, learn more about their careers, kind of get those internship opportunities and opportunities to network within the institute and outside of the institute. And just kind of creating an area where we can do that, creating a platform that makes it so much easier and so much more accessible for these women in the program. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's definitely an important and very important thing. Um, So you mentioned that you had a mentor. Do everybody that joined get paired with a mentor? Yeah, so everyone that joins gets the opportunity to be paired with a mentor. You just kind of have to fill out a survey and then me and the other co-president matches it up based on the survey results. Um, So the form is live. They are able at any time to fill it out and be matched with a mentor. Do you know how many like alums or mentors that you could reach out to? So I'm pretty sure we have about 40 mentors and alums. Um, And then everyone gets one mentor. If we have too many mentees, then we'll split them up and we'll give a mentor two mentees. But we have about 40. And then I think we have about 40 students. So it kind of matches up pretty well. And are they all alumni or is it? So not all of them are alumni, but a lot of them are on our advisory council board for business leadership. So they're all here and they're all here throughout the year, which is really nice to see them. So what would you say your best advice would be for women in leadership, just in general? Definitely to take the chance, take those risks. I think it's super important, especially as women. I think sometimes we can be overlooked, especially in the business field. And I've had a little bit of experience with that, just being overlooked, especially in my leadership positions in like high school and coming into Seton Hall as well. But I think it's important to take those chances and take those risks, even if there's no reward to it in the end. I think people really recognize when you go for something and that's super important. And I think not just women, but everyone should do that as well as a leader, but especially women who kind of go through a little bit of harder times in that business field. That's something I try to do is take risks or take those chances, opportunities. One of them is coming on this podcast. Not my strongest suit is interviews. So that's why I was like, if it's going to make me a little uncomfortable, I might as well take that risk and do it and get over that fear. So it's something that I definitely lead by example too. For sure. Yeah. And then do you have any like strategies or methods to help you you know, get over these fears or these barriers that that you want to take these risks? Like, how do you how do you manage that? Honestly, it's just kind of like a personality trait of mine is to push myself. And I hate being uncomfortable like everyone else does. But I mean, your mindset has to be positive and you have to be optimistic. And you have to say that in the long run, this will be so beneficial if you just go for it. I mean, you might feel a little embarrassed at first or just, again, like uncomfortable. But if you have that mindset that it's going to get you somewhere in the long run, I think that's super helpful. So that's kind of what I like to think daily is that even though it might suck now, eventually it's going to pay off so much more. And having that optimism and that positive mindset is just such a strong quality. And I recommend it for everyone. I know it's easier said than done, but something that everyone should try out. Yeah, no, definitely. That's (laughs) kind of how I kind of see the world too. Like I try to do things that are more beneficial for the future me mm-hmm. rather than me right now. Like, for example, if I want to, I'm like lazy, I don't want to go to the gym. I know after I go to the gym, I'm going to feel really good it's about so it. Good. But sitting there, sitting in my bed, not going, I might feel good there, but I know that I'll regret it eventually. Yeah. So it's definitely a good mindset to have. Yeah. So moving on, first of all, congratulations on being the Bucino Scholar. Thank it's you. Huge honor. <laughs> so for those that don't know, the Bucino Scholarship is for students in the Business Leadership Center, specifically freshmen who 
demonstrate great servant leadership and basically just are an all-around outstanding student based off of behavior and ethics and all this. So I actually heard that they debated for about an hour on who was going to be the winner. What do you think had you stand out from the rest of the candidates? Yeah, so they did debate for so long. We were waiting in the leadership room for over an hour, even though they told us it was going to be 10 minutes. One thing I definitely think made me stand out is the amount of confidence I had going into that interview. Obviously, I was super nervous, as would anyone. I mean, it's a big scholarship, and we were actually seated right next to Dr. Brusino during the interview. So it was like, Dr. Brusino, Professor Shannon. And (laughs) they were sitting right next to you, so definitely nerve-wracking. But going into it, I was so confident. And the mindset was, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. And I couldn't think of anything else. So when I went in, all my answers were clear. I took my time answering, cracked a couple jokes just to, you know, relieve the tension in there. Of course. But, and I'm not saying my other competitors didn't have confidence, but I had so much confidence in myself that I would be fine. And I think that radiated throughout the entire interview. And I think that's something that just pushed me over the edge. When you were in there and you were next to Dr. Brasino himself, did that change your confidence at all or were you still... I think it shook me a little bit when I went in there because I I wasn't expecting it to be sat right next to him. And ultimately, he's the decision maker. So it's kind of and he's asking you the questions, too. So it's a little nerve wracking. I mean, once I actually sat down with him and talked to him, everything was fine. I think just leading up to it was a little bit nervous. But overall, I don't think it shook me that much. Once I was in the interview and I sat down, I started answering questions. I think it was all good. He's actually my mentor now oh, since wow. I'm the Vecino Scholar. So we meet every Monday, talk about leadership. So he's really great. And after just sitting down and having the chance to talk with him, my stress was relieved. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And then I don't know how this works. Was everybody that interviewed in the same room waiting? We go one at a time for the interview. So I saw the person after me and I was actually first. I was the first interview, which I loved. Random selection, very lucky. So I saw the person after me and then we actually left and then we were called back. And we all sat in the room together waiting for the verdict. And then we heard the verdict together as well. That was a weird dynamic because we were just all kind of like talking about it, but you could tell we were all like, we were so nervous. Everyone wanted to get it. And we all knew, especially being with each other for such a long period of time, We all had a chance of winning. Mm. It was nothing like, oh, I was definitely getting over this person. There was a slim chance of every single person winning. Just sitting for an hour or two just made you so nervous. But it was nice because all the people that I did it with were all friends. Mm. So it was nice to just talk with them and kind of like relieved a little bit. Do you think that afterwards they had the same level of confidence that you did? I think a lot of them were pretty confident too. I just had to remain confident in myself and not kind of think about how anyone else's interview went, Mm. kind of just how mine was. And the thing was, if I felt good about mine, then that's all that mattered. It doesn't matter if someone else's went so well or if it went so poorly. All I needed to focus on was how my interview went. Mm. And even if I didn't get it, I think I still would have been very proud of myself for going in there and talking to the heads of our leadership institute and still feeling good about an interview coming out of it. Being that... Dr. Bussino is your mentor now. Yes. What would you say is like the biggest gem that he's given you so far? He has helped me so much with internship opportunities and just getting out there and looking for those internships. As much as he is such a big contribution to my leadership development, I also think the connections you make with the Bussino Scholar family, mm-hmm. because there's one every year, is incredible. 
So I've reached out to a couple of them. We've talked. We've planned to get coffee together. And they work all over the country. So it's just really great to have a network of people who have been on the same level as you, who've been where you are and know the struggle. So I think not only him as a mentor is a gem for me in my career, but the whole entire family as a whole is such a gem too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely uh, huge, hugely beneficial to be surrounded by like, yeah. you know, like-minded people that mm-hmm. they may be further in their careers, very successful, and you could, you know, ask them questions, pick their brains and stuff. Yeah. That, that's awesome. So you're obviously involved in a ton of different things around campus. Yeah. How do you balance your school and life? So I definitely think that balancing is a bit of a struggle, but it is one of my strong suits. I really work on my time management and kind of planning everything out, laying things out by week. So when it comes to academics, I'm always a week ahead for schoolwork. So it might sound like a lot, but I try to get all my stuff done for the next week, the week before, just to stay ahead. And then when it comes to working, I actually don't have like classes on Tuesdays or Thursdays. Oh, wow. So nice. I work on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So my schedule worked out in my favor and I kind of planned it that way just so that I had the opportunity to do everything I wanted. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it does get a little stressful because with the initiative and work and school, it is a lot, but I really work on time management because that is one of my biggest pet peeves when someone doesn't have good time management, especially when it like is involved in my daily life mm-hmm. too. So just so I'm not a hypocrite, I make it well known that I have good time management. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm, I would say I have decent time management, but I am a procrastinator. Like, I give you so much props doing your work a week in advance because I could never do that. I'm the type of person I'll wait till midnight the night before to even start it. Oh, that would give me so much stress (laughs) and anxiety. I give you props for that. Have you gotten to a point so far where you had too much on your plate and, you know, something had to go and you had to give something up that you wanted to do? I feel like I've given up a little bit more of like the social aspect of my life and kind of like hanging out, which I mean, I, I know I shouldn't because like that's kind of a stress reliever that I need. But I mean, you got to give and take somewhere. And I really enjoy the stuff that I do like academic wise and even like work. Like I hang out with people at work, too. So it makes it super yeah, yeah. easy with like Blue Crew and everything. But um, I've given, I think, a little bit more of like socially, like I'm a little bit more reserved. Mm-hmm. But I have friends that they understand that I'm busy and they make time to do stuff, whether it's like late hours at night or like earlier in the morning. So it's really nice. But working on balancing more in my social life and kind of making that kind of a priority for me as well, because you don't want to be too into all your academics. You want a little bit of a break. So definitely in fall break definitely helped with the burnout a little bit. So I was really glad to have that. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned that you hanging out with your friends and stuff is, is a good stress reliever. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other ways to relieve stress whenever you're feeling a little overwhelmed? I like to work out. I haven't been in a week or so, but like fall break definitely helped with that. But um, <laughs> I do like to go to the gym. I like to run and I like to lift weights. So that kind of relieves my stress a little bit. I normally go once a day. I've been a little busy for that, but I haven't been too stressed where I needed to really actually like push myself to go to the gym. Yeah. But the gym is really great. I think exercise in general is a really great stress reliever and it's kind of mindless. So yeah. it's really nice to just go and like not think about anything. Yeah. Blast music. <laughs> Are you a huge music person? Oh, I am a huge music person. I love music. Whenever you see me, I have my headphones in. <laughs> That's how I am too. Who are you some of your favorite artists? I'm kind of all over the place. I don't really have any favorite artists. I mean, I guess one would be like The Weeknd. Okay. I love The Weeknd. So sad I missed his concert in the summer, but love The Weeknd. But 
genre-wise, I'm all over the place. I can listen to any type of music and be fine. So a little bit more of a general question. What would be your most memorable experience so far here at Seton Hall? One thing I liked a lot was we had a freshman gala for business leadership. That was something we had to plan, which I really enjoyed doing that. Um, being class representative for my class, I really like took on the lead role. And everyone was like super helpful. And they definitely... like. It was cohesive and collaborative. But the event itself, I think, turned out pretty great. We all had such a fun time. We all dressed up. So it was really nice. That was something that was super memorable. Just being able to plan and feel good about it after was super nice. And then also just, like, kind of, like, enjoying it. We did, like, superlatives and stuff. So that was really fun. But definitely the most memorable for me academic-wise. Nice. It's um, nice to have a a night where kind of everybody could just have fun. Yeah. So much stress in our lives. So much stress. (laughs) Looking back when you were in high school, looking at, you know, going to college, maybe you don't know what you want to do, maybe you do, what would be the one piece of advice that you would give to yourself back then that would help you now? So I think the one piece of advice would kind of be don't stress yourself out too much. Mm -hmm. Coming into college, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be something business related, but that's something I stressed about. Everyone asks you, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I could never answer that question. I didn't really know. And I still have, like, not the greatest idea of what I want to do in the future. A little inkling, but not too much. I actually came in undecided my freshman year, undecided business. And I think that was the best decision I ever made. It gave me the opportunity to kind of dabble in a little bit of everything, especially, like, completing my gen eds and everything like that. But I would just tell myself to not stress out so much. I know in high school, I was, like, crazy stressed over (laughs) college. Like, I would run myself ragged, like, looking up colleges and majors and all that stuff. And I don't know why I was so stressed now because I feel like college is definitely the opportunity to feel things out. They say, on average, people change their major, like, three or four times. And I luckily haven't done that. I've done it once, and I, like, fully declared a major. That was super nice. But in high school, I was just, like so stressed and I was so worried about coming to college and like trying to figure out what I wanted to do not really realizing and taking into consideration that I still have four years and I still actually have a fifth if I'm doing my master's so I have a bit of time to kind of see what I want to do especially with internships you can kind of choose whatever you want to go like whatever direction but high school me was so stressed out about it like trying to figure out college me is a little more lenient on it I'm just trying to feel my way through here so Definitely, especially to everyone else in high school, don't stress out too much. Mm. It'll all work out in the end. Again, positive mindset always. <laughs> it will all work out, and you'll figure it out when you get here. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure most people could relate to that. I mean, I remember when I was in high school trying to figure out where I was going. I was, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just applying everywhere, but <laughs> I, I would say the same thing. Try to relax. <laughs> yeah, try, yeah, relax while you can. <laughs> like. And uh, you mentioned that you kind of know what you wanted to do. Do you want to share? Yeah. So, I mean, over the summer, I worked an internship with the Future of Leadership with Ruchin, and I did a lot more of, like, graphic design for him. I built him a website for the survey. It was a lot of fun, but it definitely pushed me in a direction where I was all virtual for that. I did not like it. (laughs) I would love to be in person and work in an office, so I definitely know I want to work in the city or somewhere close to it. This year coming up on the summer, I want to try to work in a marketing firm where they market different products luxury maybe 
or something sports related. I do love sports and like sports marketing, the social media aspect as well. So that's something I kind of want to get into. I'm a big soccer fan, so soccer is where I'm kind of going. I don't really know much about like football or basketball or anything like that, but definitely something I try out. The social media side, the event side of marketing, kind of doing all of that stuff. So that's the direction I'm heading in currently. Nice. And uh, what about IT? Where does that come in? So IT, if I'm being honest, IT is kind of just like, it'll help me get a job. Okay. Everything is technology-based now. And as much as I do like, technology and I think it's super important it's more so because it looks amazing like if you have IT as a major they're gonna love you so it's definitely more to just help me like propel my career so that's why I took it on and I took BITM and I liked it and I had a good time not everyone did but I did so (laughs) I was like this will be pretty fitting for me (laughs) I mean it's definitely it'll it'll help you in in whatever you do I mean just being able to like, communicate with the IT department is something that I'm sure many employees that are in different departments are not able to do. Yeah. So you having this background will definitely, definitely help you. It's vital. It'll definitely give me an edge when yeah. it comes to getting a career. So. Sure. Last question to wrap it up would be, so you're a soccer fan. I Who do you guess. have winning Champions League? I don't know. <laughs> I'm more of like United States. Okay. So like the Philadelphia Union. I watched them. I just went to their game. They won 4-0. It was really oh, great. Nice. We're season ticket holders, so I go to all the games. But um, I don't know why I'm winning the men's championship. I'm a big Real Madrid fan, though. Okay. That That is my team. I will back them. That's Not sure if they're going to win, but <laughs> I like that team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a Napoli fan, so, right? Oh. We've been playing pretty good so far, but we'll see. So that's all we have for today. I just want to thank you so much for coming out to the show. This is the Seton Hall Undergraduate Leaders Podcast. My name is Peter Cologne, and we're signing out. See you next week. On behalf of everyone at the Pasita Leadership Institute, I'd like to thank the podcast team, 89.5 FM WSOU, for allowing us to use their facilities, and you for listening. Follow us online at www.shu.edu backslash leadership, on Instagram at Pasita Leaders, and on Twitter at SHU Leadership. At Seton Hall, we make leaders better.